This is the show with Cannon Brown. We should have drank a couple more beers before this. Do you want to drink a mine? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's kind of warm. This uh, this sip is brought to you by Coors Light. (laughs) Taste the mountains. That was a yeah. good beer. Yes. My mom got me into drinking beer when I was about four years old. Uh, <laughs> oh, my god! I'm just kidding. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? Guys, welcome back to another week of the show. I'm your host, Cannon Brown. It's been a crazy world out there, hasn't it? Uh, I'm not going to talk about any of it because it's not my place. I'm just a white ginger living in this world and uh there's many other people that can uh, share their story and influence and and do their part so that's all i'm gonna say okay that's all i'm gonna say i've got a great guest for you guys today and no you probably don't know who she is but she's pretty important because i would not be here if she had not birthed me out of her pelvic region that was gross i'm so sorry okay it's my mother (laughs) Oh, God, that was awful. I should really redo this intro, but I have to stick with it. I'm sorry. Mother, if you're listening, I, I really apologize for that. But that's just how it goes. The listeners know I, I, it just happens. Okay, I've got my mom on because, first of all, I've had a couple requests from people on Facebook or other social medias asking me to have somebody on a parent that's gone through divorce a parent that's had uh, to deal with a kid showing and having to deal with that other divorced parent and kind of splitting the time and trying to figure out how to make it work granted my mom was super lucky with her situation so uh, for parents out there that maybe have gone through a divorce and are trying to figure out what's the best scenario about going through that you're you're probably not going to get as lucky as my mom and and my dad and me honestly because they they have a pretty good relationship and worked out but if you want to hear perspective from somebody that's gone through it here you go also she's my mother she's a badass okay she is the funniest person i know and no okay she's not the best on a mic she's not the best at public speaking she's not the best podcast guest okay i'll be the first to admit i'm her son i can say that but don't you dare come in my dms and say that she's a bad host or a bad guest okay don't you dare she's my mother i can say she's a bad guest you can't okay that's how it goes she's not the best guest guys but i pushed some stuff out of her i i tried to get her to come out of her shell i'm excited that i actually did i thought she was gonna cry her eyes out she ended up not so that's good i guess I was kind of hoping for some tears. Makes for good podcasting, but whatever. All right, guys, that's enough of me talking. Go ahead and follow all my social media accounts at the show pod on basically everything, Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, it's at the show underscore pod. I don't have a huge following on Twitter, but then again, the last time I tweeted was like before COVID. So it happens, okay? It happens. Don't judge me. All right, that's enough of me talking. Let's do it. My mom and Miss Jerry Ann Laudenslager. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. 7.30. I don't want to talk that long. You don't want to talk how long? I don't want to talk for an hour. Why not? 
That's a long time. That's the only way to get these stories. You talked to your dad for like 15 minutes. That was a callback episode, okay? That's a long time. I mean, whatever. (laughs) I don't want to do it for that long. How long do you want to do it? I'm not not that talkative. You're not that talkative? Nope. I think you are. No. Okay. Well, uh, Mom? Yeah. Darianne Laudenslager. Yeah, you heard it right. Laudenslager, L-A-U-D-E-N-S-L-A-G-E-R. That's what it is. Jerry Ann, my mother. Say hi. Hi. How do, she sounds beautiful, doesn't she, guys? I know you, you guys can't like say anything right now because you're not listening to this, but gosh, I'm just staring at her. She's beautiful. She's got the voice of an angel. I'm so happy to call her my mother. He's sucking up. <laughs> She's not excited with the long-form interview uh, part of it. Why, like, why, are you, why don't you want to talk for an hour? I just am not that talkative. You just don't feel like you have that much to say? Exactly. Well, I'm going to bring an hour out of you, I promise. Okay. Let's talk about your story. Okay, because you've come up on here a couple times. I've interviewed Jeff uh, Maynard, mm-hmm. your brother. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Um, you grew up on a family-owned dairy. Yes. It was kind of like you were... You were uh, uh, Papa owned the dairy when you were born, right? Or he had a vested interest in a dairy when you were born? Correct. Uh, with his brothers. Yes, on Baseline Road in Gilbert. Baseline Road in Gilbert. That's the old dairy. Yes. Um, and anybody that knows Arizona, Baseline and Gilbert is, it's completely city now. It's completely domestic. Like the thought of me thinking about a dairy on Gilbert and Baseline is astounding. Well, it was actually, it was in Gilbert on Baseline and between Greenfield and Higley. So yeah, I mean, it's right, yeah. in, the, right in the center there. It's city now. You were pretty, I mean, you grew up in it, so that was all you knew. Gilbert was very agricultural at that time. I mean, you grew up in the industry. Yes. Basically. Yes. Best way to grow up, huh? Yeah. What'd you do for fun? What'd you do for fun on the dairy? Like, when you had Gilbert, Arizona to yourself, basically, what did you guys do in the 80s? When I was little? Yeah, when you were little. Or when I was a teenager. Well, we'll get into teenage years in a bit, Mom. You're a little being a little <laughs> presumptuous. Uh, we had three wheelers. Yeah. We rode three wheelers a lot on the dairy. Um, there wasn't a lot of friends around. There was only a few down the road to play with. Um, but basically, just riding three wheelers around. I feel like motorcycles, whatever. Back when you were growing up. It was, like, more important to hang out with your cousins and siblings at all times. Just because you were, like... Oh, yeah. Mainly, you were secluded from other people. So oh, yeah. So, all you had to hang out with were your siblings or your close cousins or extended family. I I mean, I guess that... I bet that really built incredible bonds. Yeah, it did. And all of the cousins were on the dairy also, so... Yeah. Yeah. It creates, like, a really good environment for everybody just to get to know each other. I mean, everybody's in each other's business, obviously. That's just... That's yeah. with a family. I mean, your family is going to be up in your business at all times. Yeah, and they were. Now, I want to talk to you. I talked to Jeff a little bit about um, the family selling out of the dairy industry. Yes. And I wanted to talk to you about that. You were older. How old were you when that happened? Um, I want to say 15. Maybe four. No, I think I was 15. 15 years old. Yeah. And what it was, was there was a government buyout. Right. Um, because there was, there was just, 
so many dairy was there like a, there was a lot of dairy there was producing. too many dairies producing milk right. in the state of Arizona so there was a government buyout to help these farmers get out of the industry yes. um, without just crippling everything right our family decided to go with that proposal and sell out in the 90s correct correct um how was that experience because we actually talked about this before and you were I wanted to talk about um kind of like the money side of it yeah. Where when we talked about this leading up to this interview, you wanted it or you mentioned it was pretty difficult to watch all the cows leave and the trailers show up. And, oh, yeah. When they I mean, when it, they pulled up and came and took all the cows, it was pretty sad because you it was a family operation. I mean, you were helping out. I mean, it, you weren't doing you weren't milking every day, but you were helping out riding around and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, at that time, I wasn't doing as much because obviously I was old enough to hang out with my friends or go places go to the mall or go shopping or whatever but when I was younger I did feed baby cows and down at the calf barn and and then I helped dad throw hay and drove tractors and everything like that so it was sad I bet it was incredibly sad and I didn't even think about that yeah like just watching like you're growing up on this dairy and then one day Mm -hmm. all the cows are taken Yep. And you're out of the dairy industry. Kind of. I mean, they, yeah. uh, the fam- our family still own the land. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't milk any cows. I believe the stipulation was you could you had to stop producing for 10 years, I think. 10 years. Yeah. That was like the buyout plan. Yeah, I believe. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So you were in high school when that happened. Mm-hmm. You went to Gilbert High. Yes. Uh, best high school. Ever. In the state. Yes. That's like literally like the only reason I went to Gilbert High is because. I said you were. Yeah. you put, I actually, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to Kevin yeah. Rogers. Yeah. And we had a pretty, pretty similar situation for high schools because he was in Mesa. He was like 30 minutes away from Gilbert. I was in Queen Creek. It was, yep. it was kind of a drive. And we talked about, we weren't really given an option. I mean, I was given a choice between Queen Creek and Gilbert, but not really. I mean, I was told, hey. Yeah. The whole family's gone here for like 60 years. Yes. And it's got one of the best programs, ag programs in the state. Do it. Yes. When you went to Gilbert High, it was, I mean, that was the beginning, basically, of the heydays. Yeah. Gilbert High. That, I mean, Mr. Ken Johnson, shout out Ken Johnson, had just been hired. Yes. You had a crush on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On your ag teacher. Mm -hmm. How dare you? I know. He was young, though. I bet it happens a lot. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) To ag teachers, I guess. <laughs> Might get him in trouble sometimes. Yeah, but we don't he's have to talk about he, no, he's such a nice guy. He's a great guy, great ag teacher. Dennis Bashong, you had Dennis. Oh my gosh, I love Mr. Bashong. Tell me about your ag teachers. Like how ag teachers play such an important role in in our lives. In, yeah. Like in our lives, if you're an FFA, an ag teacher or a 4-H leader can have so much impact on the way right. you look at life or the way you go about life after high school. How did they yeah, impact yours? Yeah, I mean, they were they pushed you and told you, you know, what you should do. I was life I was I'm sorry, dairy judging. I didn't ever livestock judge. I didn't do anything horticulture or meats or anything like that. But I did dairy judge and I wasn't very good at it. Why not? I don't know. I I I had to speak. Yeah. So you didn't I, like the reasons? I did not like the reasons, and I was not good at it. Walk me through a little dairy judging that you remember. 
Like, what do you remember from the aspect? Because I haven't done dairy judging. I haven't oh, ran through a contest. Like, what's a contest remember, look like? Well, I remember, like, Mr. Johnson taking us out to a dairy farm, and and then the dairymen would have, like, four cows there, and when we would practice, and, you know, they we would just have to judge the dairy cattle and then give reasons to whoever was there. It may have been the dairyman. Yeah. It may have been... Somebody who will listen. Yeah. Somebody with somebody... open ears. Yeah, and that was just, that was so nerve-wracking to me because I am not a public speaker whatsoever. I don't know how you do it or how Jeff does it, but it was... I don't do a lot of public speaking. I still get I know, very nervous when really I'm public you did really good speaking. on the Creed contest. I did decent. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not good at that. Well, I mean, that's the point of it, though, right? I mean, that's yeah. it's to push you to, like, get out there and start saying reasons and get in front of, in front of somebody that you don't know, put yourself in that... Um, position yeah you just weren't about it no i wasn't i mean i did it i did i think i did it for three years i did okay at cac one time i got a trophy for that um i think our team did pretty well but yeah i just wasn't that much into it that's why i just decided to become an ffa officer and just support there. yeah right. what, what what offices did you hold in ffa secretary for one year I think all years. Really? All four. Or, there was yeah. Secretary all four years? Mm-hmm, you didn't want to so. move up? No. Didn't want to try to run the deal? Mm-mm. Why not? <laughs> not that type of person. <laughs> really? Yeah. You just wouldn't want to do it? No. Nope. What scared you about it? The same thing we're talking about, public speaking. Public speaking is the only thing that's, yes. like, that's the only thing that stopped you from running for president? Yes. Oh, absolutely. We need to get you in some public speaking classes. I know. My mom's hot right now. It is. It's toasty. Well, Reach behind you and pull that. We're in a. Uh, we're in Washington right now. So my mom uh, lives in Washington. Lives in the Tri Cities, and we're sitting in a camper uh, outside of the house right now because we wanted to get away and and um yeah. get in a secluded place. So we're in a camper and we didn't turn the AC on. We're just in here <laughs> like <laughs> we're just in here talking. So we just opened some windows. Uh, and now we're rocking and rolling. Yeah, we already feel the difference. Yeah, it actually feels very good right now. So a little, little intermission there for us to open up some windows. Now, I still think that's crazy that you were secretary for four years, and the only thing that stopped you from running for president or vice president is public speaking. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. When you were growing up, I remember a story that you told me when you were in like first grade. You, your teacher asked you what you wanted to be. And you said you wanted to be your dad. Yes. No, I, it actually wasn't my teacher. I was in a Miss Gilbert beauty contest. Oh, my. And I didn't know you were in a Miss Gilbert beauty contest. <laughs> I was like five or four. <laughs> I was so tiny. What was your talent? We, they didn't do anything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were just like, hey, these. I was actually in the contest with Lori Holiday. Really? Yeah, she was one of the girls. Shout out. Yep. Um, but yeah, they asked each one of us what we wanted to be, and my dad and mom thought it was just hilarious because I said I wanted to be my dad. And I did want to be my dad. Why? He was so cool. <laughs> but like what aspect of being like your I don't, dad, would, you just wanted to be him. I wanted to be like him, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's a pretty cool guy. Oh, yeah. He's a nice guy. Growing up after that, what... What were you kind of aspiring to be? You had no idea? I had no idea. Really? Nothing. 
No, I. You didn't want to. You didn't have it, your eye on anything. Nope. I didn't know what I was gonna do. So coming out of high school, what are you thinking? I'm not thinking anything because I didn't have any. I guess dreams of going to college. Why not? I don't know. It was just net. You just never thought about mm-hmm. going to college. I just thought I went to high school, or you know, I went to elementary and high school, and then. I'm done. I th- I think I thought maybe eventually I would go to college, but it just never happened. There's still time. And then I met your father. How f- how how far out of high school did you meet him? Like only a couple of years. A couple right? years. years. I think it was a couple. Couple years, maybe three years, but I I'm 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 thinking it was two years. And we've talked about this. The listeners have heard this from my dad. Um, since you did just a fantastic segue into meeting my father and in your story, mm-hmm. tell me about it because I, we've, I know I talked about it with my dad, but you guys come from two completely different cultures, completely different backgrounds. What like drew you guys together? Um, well, I was with Aunt Stacy, yeah, obviously, and just like he said, um, I was just with her that day and she had to stop by her boyfriend's house and your dad was there um was he the uh, was he the roommate of he was the roommate yeah he was the roommate of stacy's boyfriend yes which is my aunt your stepsister yes yep. yeah and um i didn't really i mean i he he was very funny um but i didn't really think much about it because i didn't think okay this guy is really not gonna like me i'm a cowgirl from you know a a different, total, totally different background. He's a city boy. He had like, I don't know. I think he had three earrings in one ear and four earrings in the other. And yeah. He's a punk rocker, basically. Yeah. And um, I don't know. We just started talking and hit it off. And um, he was really interesting um, and super hilarious. Yeah. Which, you know that. He's got a funny bone, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And just a great person. Um, very kind. And he was different than the guys that I dated. Like, I don't know. You, you liked the, like the big macho type guys. Like, hey, like, hey, woman. Yeah. Get over here and, and. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um, but he was totally different. He was very nice and very considerate. And, um, we just started dating and from there. Decided to get married. Yeah. Decided to have a child yep um was unsuccessful the first time that'll happen um it um, was not unsuccessful but we did lose a baby before that's you what I meant, yeah, unsuccessful. yeah yeah i didn't mean to put it like that but right it happens that's yeah. crazy like i i like to think about that sometimes like what if you did have a kid right like i i don't know if i'd be here like what if you guys had a kid and, i know like, and then we decided not to have another one yeah <laughs> i mean because you, you guys had me and then two years later, probably, you guys split? No, I don't think it was that soon. What was it? Walk me through it. I think it was three. I think you were three. Okay. So, yeah. That had to be really difficult. It was hard because we just – and we were so different when we got together. But you know how opposites attract. Um, but then as time went on and – we just realized we were 
way too different. And your dad wanted things that I didn't care about, you know? Like what? Well, he just, he wanted to have a photography studio and he wanted to, you know, and I was just like, really? He wanted to be creative (laughs) and all that stuff. Yeah. And what were you doing at the time? And, you know, I came from a different background. I was working at Chase Manhattan in the fraud department at that time. So, Hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to go back and the person I was before. I mean, I used to hunt with my dad, fish. And I mean, your dad did that with us, but he wasn't like into it, yeah. you know? He, yeah, so, he had a different lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, he grew up like uh, right. a BMX kid. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. He, he wasn't hunting or fishing or anything like right. that. Right. And I don't fault him for, I mean, like he went camping with us when yeah. we went and he tried fishing and, and he might have caught a couple fish. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been fishing with him. He, yeah. He's not a huge fan, but mm-hmm. he'll do it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's pretty interesting how, uh, like you said, opposites attract, and sometimes it's a, it's a bad deal when that stuff happens. Right, and I mean, no hard feelings. I mean, I still love him, and he's a good person, and I always will. That's. I have been very blessed with some parents that mm-hmm. have split, uh, have got a divorce, and have stayed relatively decent friends or, or at yeah. least stay in touch with each other. I mean, you guys still text. And oh, yeah, we talk. And It was a pain I mean, he, for me when I was a kid because I'd get in trouble <laughs> at both houses. But He talks to my husband more, but yeah. uh, that's okay. Um, and they're good friends, so that's that's awesome. And I love your dad's um, wife, Jessica, and your um, siblings, yeah. Kimball and Miles. So, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, that's the way everyone should be, so... I believe it worked out, and I mean, you guys are both happily married now yeah. with kids of your own. I don't have any like full siblings, but I've got four siblings. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I don't even think twice about it. Right. Um, it works out. Yep. But at the time, it had to be like very, very difficult, yeah. especially just. I mean, you're twenty five, twenty six years old. Right. How old were you? Yeah, I was right around there when you guys split. Mm-hmm. Single mother. Yep. Working. It was just me and you, babe. For a long time. For a long very, time. It was very hard. For a long time. Mm-hmm. You meet Steve. Yeah. Uh, and you you had no idea that Steve was even, like, going to be a part of your life, right? No. Like you, you, you guys should see her, the face that she no. just made right now. <laughs> Steve, uh-huh. you worked at a charter school. Yeah. You worked. At, I went to a charter school called Eagles Air, and you were the secretary. You were an administrative assistant. I was attendance and yeah. yeah. You were yeah. You were the front office. Right. You and another gal were front office basically. Correct. Steve was a bus driver and a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't have your eyes on him basically. No, I did not like him. Why not? He was. Well, the kids would come in and say that he was mean and he wouldn't let them listen to music or he made him sit down in the bus seat. He was a hard ass bus driver basically. Right, and I always and then you know after so many kids come in, I just. Got a, a little nickname for him, and I called him the Tin Man because he didn't have a heart. The Tin Man. Yeah. So it was just so funny because then, you know, after all this, then we got together, and he's totally the opposite. So he's just a big teddy bear. Yeah. And you guys have been married for 15? 15 years. 15 years. Yes. This past April. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. In terms, I've, I've actually got quite a few messages um from different families 
that listen to the podcast that want to know more about or want to hear some perspectives on raising raising a kid that shows livestock yes. on both sides of the household. Because, I mean, we didn't have a good scenario, Mm-mm. obviously, no. because I was showing and I was keeping my pigs at your guys' place. Right. And then I would go stay at my dad's and it was completely different. I right. didn't have anything to do with pigs. I didn't have anything to do with that Correct. stuff. Like. It was a completely different world change, right? Which was hard sometimes for my work ethic to figure out, like what I needed to do at the time, right? Like when I needed to schedule things. Basically, I mean, I wasn't doing any of that, right? How was it on your side? I mean, I, it had to be hard just to deal with. Yeah, it was like, weird pushing you, me back and forth, and yeah, I mean, because you would go to your dad's and you'd ride ride BMX bikes, yeah, or you'd go to your dad's and you'd go snowboarding. Or snow skiing or whatever. And then you'd come over to my house and we'd be working pigs and... Um, Cleaning pens. Building feeders. Building feeders. Um, yeah, totally different. But but you didn't seem to mind it. I mean, there was so many times it was hard to get you to, to go feed or go walk your pigs. But that's a kid, you know? I mean, I, I have those problems now with these kids. So. No, I, and we've talked about that yeah. on the podcast. I mean, I, it's hard. It's hard yeah. for to get like a... A twelve-year-old kid mm-hmm. to get out there in the morning, yep. put clothes on, go out there and feed. It it doesn't sound like much to like us thinking yeah. like now get go out there and feed, but to a twelve-year-old kid, they want to do anything but that. Right. Especially now. Right. Especially now that they've got their phones and stuff. Exactly. But they want to reap the rewards. Yes. But I want to so. go to the county fair at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. I want that check. I better get that check. Right. So that I can buy a little go kart at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It had to be difficult. Yeah. That's, I I mean, just raising a raising a kid with, uh, and being divorced has to be difficult. But with this added on stress, this added on responsibility, and there's money involved. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been very pretty. Right. But we got through it. Oh yeah, we did. Do you have any advice on to anybody listening? Um. On how to make that work? Bribe. You can bribe them. What? Bribe. Bribe who? The kids. <laughs> oh, gosh. Get out there and beat your ass. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, I'll buy you something yeah. or I'll take you somewhere. Or, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. sure they say not to do that in parenting books. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know but, you're kidding. But yeah, that's I'm, I, I don't know because it was hard. It was. Until I actually like started and getting you got, into yeah, it. Yeah, when you got into it, then it was a different story because then you wanted to win. Well, and then it was actually nice for us because it was almost like we had a third party and right. Jeff. Right. So Jeff and I were doing pigs. It wasn't us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me and my dad. It was me and Jeff. Right. And that actually... That helped. That cleaned stuff up really well just right. because it didn't matter what was going on in life. Jeff was dealing with the pigs. He was telling me what to do mm-hmm. with the pigs. We got to figure other things out. Yeah, and then yours and my relationship became better. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> because he was dealing with oh, you. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You know what I mean? And yeah. mine and Steve's relationship oh, became yeah. a lot better. I mean, once you take that out of stress, and I guess we're not making it very easy for people out there listening. No, if you're looking for us. we're not. <laughs> we're <because> not. <laughs> yeah, we're saying it was nice that third party came in and it built us stronger relationships. But yes. that's not what everybody can have. No. No, but Jeff, we had it, and Jeff did help. Yes, Jeff helped out Very a bunch. Much. And then once, I would say once your kid is actually like really getting into it, or once a kid's really getting into it, 
then and they've seen the rewards and they've seen that if they do the work they can get it that's when it kind of clicks in their head so oh, yeah okay maybe not every morning or if they're competitive when they get into high school and they want to you know beat certain people or be the same you know be on their on their level yeah. as their peers well that's that's all it is is there's just a drive to be competitive and drive right. to be better than everybody right. else basically um I mean, I hope Cash and Preston get that. Yeah, me too. I think Cash gets pretty competitive. I think Preston gets really competitive too. Those are my brothers, if you guys are listening. Yeah. Uh, Cash and Preston are my brothers up here in Washington, and they show pigs, and mm -hmm. they really like it, but it's the same deal. I mean, it's hard to get a 12- and 14-year-old to mm -hmm. get out there and work every day. Yeah. When, they're, when they want to play Fortnite, or they want to play Call of Duty, or they want to watch TikTok, mm -hmm. or... Preston won the next level yeah. show that we, the last one, so that Give was really boost. that was really good for him because he's never he's never won anything yeah like Cash has so Preston's a killer I think yeah he's he's gonna be good mm -hmm. you live in Washington now you're an Arizona gal mm -hmm. Steve your husband now is from Washington mm, yes um, and you guys live up here now why why talk me through the process of moving up here you spent your whole life in arizona i'm a native you're a native so no. what what was the process of coming up here uh, he's he's been asking me since we met to not necessarily move up here but spend more time spend more time and we did spend as much time as we could up here to visit family and bring you guys down here to see your grandparents um and his sister but um you know the you were in college, and even when you came home, we didn't see you because yeah. you were seeing your friends or seeing your dad or yeah. whatever. Um, and the boys were just getting ready to go. Well, Cash was getting ready to go into junior high, and Preston was getting ready to go into fifth grade. And I thought it's a good time because they're not actually in high school. So, yeah, I just decided one day we should move up here and there's so much much more opportunities for hunting and fishing and we're a lot closer to the mountains we'd love to spend time there um and we just did it yeah it's it was ballsy it was very ballsy i mean you guys are like i've i've never done anything like that in my life and i never thought i would i never thought i'd move away from my parents uh, that was super hard, and it, I never thought I'd move away from you. Um, but I, you know, it's not that far. I'm not in a different country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can actually drive here. Flights you, are cheap. Pretty flights are cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've been to Arizona a lot since I've moved here, and my parents have flown up here numerous times. So, and you have flown up here numerous yeah. times. So. I don't really want to go back. Really? Nope. You have no inkling to go back? No. I'm happy to hear you say that, actually. It's I'm, too hot. <laughs> I am actually, because I was afraid you were going to come up here and not like it at all and then be like, what the heck have we done? No, I do like it. And for the first year, maybe year and a half, I didn't work. Um, but I did get a job with the city of Kennewick, and it's just turned out to be a, a blessing. Yeah. You really love it. Yes. You just got a promotion too, didn't you? No, not promotion. Oh, not a promotion. No, I passed my permit tech test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. 
Well, maybe a promotion will be in the cards here soon. Maybe. I don't know. I know your boss listens to this podcast sometimes, so. She might. She might listen. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love my job and um, I'm having a lot of fun and I met a lot of good friends. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good country up here. I like coming up here to visit you guys. That's cooler weather. Um, I love the family up here. I mean, yes. it's just like a, you guys live so close together. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like three families that you guys hang out with and you guys are all in a tight knit group up here. It's, yep. it's pretty nice. It is. <laughs> what do you think? We're doing pretty good through this thing, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And we've almost got like 40 minutes. Awesome. How does that make you feel? I like that there's no camera. I was I was thinking about setting up a camera for us. No. You didn't want it? <laughs> no. Why not? I just don't want a camera on me. We should have drank a couple more beers before this. Do you want to drink a mine? Yeah. Okay. All it's, right. It's kind of warm. This uh, this sip is brought to you by Coors Light. <laughs> Taste the mountains. <laughs> oh, that was a yeah. good beer. Yes. My mom got me into drinking beer when I was about four years old. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding, mom. That's I all I not. had for you. Okay. I want to. I tell every guest. Yes. I want you to give some advice to the listeners. If you have any advice to give, it doesn't have to be show related. It doesn't have to be livestock related. I want you. You have lived a life. How old are you? I'm not saying that. How old are you? I'm 48. You're 48 years old. You're beautiful. You're a beautiful woman. You've lived a hell of a life. Okay. It doesn't matter if you have, it doesn't matter. Okay. Anybody can listen to it. My advice after moving from Arizona to Washington would be just go for it. Take a chance. Take a chance. Yeah. Just because, I mean, at the time when I did it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to move there and then I'm going to, I'm going to want to move back because I'm not going to like it, you know, or I'm going to give in and and Steve's like, well, you got to give it a year or two. Well, now I don't even want to go back. So, because well, you moved up here at forty-five, yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a time to just change your life. Yeah. So I think that's the perfect advice to give. I mean, if you're gonna live by the vice, the advice that you're giving, yes, you guys sent it. You guys just went with it. Yep, we just went for it. I think that's incredible. I think it's worked out for you. It has. It's awesome. It worked I'm... out better. Yep. And the boys like it. Steve yeah. loves it. Yes. Family loves it. Yep. And you're happy. Mm-hmm. And if I have to take a flight up here once or twice yes. a year to see you, that's okay. Yeah. Not a big deal. You're right. I wasn't seeing you that much in college anyway. No, you weren't. And I fly down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly, and you then fly you, down to Arizona. And then you come to Papa's and yeah. see me. So we see a lot see a lot of each other. We probably need to FaceTime a little bit more. but I hate FaceTime. I know, me too. It's the worst. Because, yeah, I don't. I don't really like it I either. I don't like FaceTime. Don't FaceTime me. <laughs> Just text me or call me or something. I don't want to look at your face. Sometimes I want to see your face. Well, yeah, I miss you sometimes too. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> all right, mom. All That's right. all I had for you. Tell everybody goodbye and. Um, okay, goodbye. Well, I'm sure you'll be on again. Probably. We'll get you on again. We got to get you and Steve on together. I think. Oh no. Why? Uh, he talks too much. Well, maybe he'll talk more than you. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. I love you. Goodbye, everybody. I love you, mother. You're hey, you're a wonderful human being. So beautiful, are you. beautiful, forty-eight-year-old. You're my baby. I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Isn't she just the sweetest? She's just the best, ain't she? 
Oh, what a sweetheart. I, uh, I'm i going to have her back on, and we're going to have a couple beers. I think we're going to have a couple whiskeys. I'm going to get some Goldschlager in her. Oh, gosh. When my mom gets, like, a bag of wine in her or, uh, like, half a bottle of Goldschlager, you better watch out because she's going crazy that night. And I'm going to have to get her drunk for the next interview. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to have to get her drunk for the next interview for her to actually kind of open up and talk to me because you guys know. I mean, I, I'm not fooling you guys. She, It was hard to kind of get some stuff out of her. I feel like if I get a couple beers in her, get a couple whiskeys, she'll feel more inclined to speak up a little bit. But we'll get her in here. I'm going to get some tears out of her, okay? <laughs> that sounds so awful to say. But I feel like she didn't even open up, and she needs to open up more. And uh, uh, she needs to be a, a little bit more um, open to criticism. I don't, not even open to criticism because I'm not criticizing her. But I wish she would have opened up her, about her life a little bit. But that's just not her personality. You get her in person, she'll she'll talk your ear off. You get her in front of a microphone, she locks up. That just happens to some people. All right, guys. Um, that's all I got for you this week. Check out uh, check out Jake's podcast, Legendary Mindset, with Jake P. Richardson. That's presented by Barra Media, which is also the presenter of the show with Cannon Brown. Heck yeah, we're releasing a couple more podcasts coming up soon, so get ready for that. That's never be heard, never before heard news right there. Breaking news: We're launching more podcasts, and only ten of you are going to hear this because no one listens to the very end of a podcast. So there you go. To the loyal listeners, there's there's so many more podcasts coming. Watch out! Don't tell anybody; it's a secret. Bye. I love you.